0: On today's Court Vision, Christian Bradford joins me. We talk about his basketball career from not making his middle school team to going pro. Awesome interview. This will be today's episode. Let's go. All right, today is Monday, October 7th, and I have a great interview with you guys with Christian Bradford. He's a professional basketball player with BC Ravecchi. Um, for all of those who know, that name sounds very familiar because I had Javis Howard, his teammate, on earlier on this year. Uh, Christian's story is a great, great interview. He talks about not making his middle school team to not being highly recruited in high school. His crazy story about trying out for a community college and to playing in the NCAA and then going pro. Awesome interview with Christian. Here's Christian. Uh, on today's Court Vision, I welcome on Christian Bradford. He's a professional basketball player at BC Rakovecci. Christian, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everything out in Kosovo? It's good, man. I can't complain. Yeah? How, how's the weather out there? Is it nice or is it cold?
1: Uh, it's nice so far. It's starting to cool down a little bit uh, when the sun goes down. But during the daytime, it's still pretty warm.
0: Yeah, oh, that's that's nice to cycle like around here. Um, all right, so we'll get right into it. So uh, uh, at what age did you know basketball was your sport?
1: Uh, for me, I think I've been playing basketball since I can remember. So probably two years old, like, my family put a ball in my hand, and I've been playing basketball ever since.
0: Nice. And then did you, like um, – like how did that like continue through your career of um, uh, you know, how did you like develop into such a great player, like into going into high school and like, you know, start getting uh recruited?
1: Um, for me it's actually been a, a long journey. Like if you if you ask anybody that played with me when I was younger or that knew me, they probably tell you that, you know, I'm I'm not really supposed to be in the position that I'm in. Um for me it's, it's kind of i mean everyone has their story but for me it's like a like an underdog kind of story so as a as a kid growing up i was pretty good um when i was young elementary school you know fourth fifth grade i was pretty good cuz i always played with uh older guys i had two older brothers growing up so i would always hang out with them and their friends they would let me play basketball And then once I got to middle school, you know, everyone started hitting their growth spurts. But for me, I just, I didn't grow. I didn't get more athletic. So, like, people started to surpass me. And then that's when I kind of developed a certain work ethic that kind of, I feel like that's pushed me to become pretty much who I am today. And I actually got cut from my middle school team in 6th grade and in 7th grade. Oh, wow. Then I finally made the team in 8th grade. And then I think my 8th grade summer going into ninth grade, that's when my basketball career, like, really started to take off.
0: Interesting. And how many hours of, like, you know, that's that's a crazy way to, like, start because, like you said, it's not – Like, no one didn't think you would be in the position you are today. Like, how many hours did you put into the gym just to work as hard for, like, you know, the kids or the, uh, you know, the guys listening out there?
1: Oh, man. Countless, countless hours. I didn't always, uh, I wasn't always, like, allowed in certain gyms and stuff because, like, age limits. You would have to, you would need, like, a parent to go with you at certain gyms and stuff like that. So, like. Anytime I couldn't get to a gym, I was like always outside at a basketball court. Um, Me and my family, I have a very uh, close-knit family. So I grew up with two older brothers. And then when I got to the eighth grade, my mom had another child. So I had my younger brother once I got older. But growing up, I had my two older brothers and I had five cousins who are close around the same age as me, too. So like we were always all together and we all played basketball. So I think just being around them and you know having people to actually go to the courts with me or go to the gyms with me and and play basketball helped helped me in my development for sure. That
0: that's awesome. That's also really nice too. Like it sounds like you know being close knit family is really great, and you have a big family too. So it's nice that you always have guys to play basketball with and. know the takeaway like you said to go to the gym. That's that's awesome. So that definitely helps your skills as well. Yeah, for sure. And so what was like, you know, what was your recruiting process like when you were in high school? Like did you get recruited heavily or like how did that go? How did that go?
1: It was actually very, very weird. Um so basically when I was in high school I I didn't get recruited. I may have gotten recruited I think I got recruited by one one school, which was a junior college. It was a local school for me. So, um, I actually played on varsity as a freshman. I didn't get very much playing time. It was more of a, you know, practice against the older guys type of thing. But, obviously, that helped me in my development. So, I was on varsity as a freshman, and then my role grew bigger every year. And then, come down from my senior year like I expected I expected to get a lot of recruitment because like my team had been pretty successful up to my senior year and then by the time I got to my senior year we had a change in head coaches and the program was like in disarray at that point so we had a bad season and I think that may have played a part in my recruitment not going the way I thought it was. So pretty much, I didn't get recruited at all, except for from one local school coming out of high school.
0: And was that and that that's tough, that's brutal because that hurts. That that's crazy that they had a coaching change like like that on your senior year. Were you guys successful before that, or was that just like it is? Yeah. Got, okay. Uh, We were
1: pretty um, successful before that, but it was just an unfortunate situation where uh, my coach was not in a position to be able to stay at that current school that I was at. So he had to leave, and they had to find someone to fill the position that was already there in the school. uh, Yeah, it was unfortunate, but I still had a pretty good senior season. Um, I ended up averaging... 25 points a game. Um, I broke the school record uh, uh, highest points in a game score. I scored 50 points in one game. So, like, as a kid, you think, okay, I'm racking up all these accolades and stuff, even though my team may not be winning. You know, I felt like that was something that, you know, would get coaches' eyes and still come the end of the season. No scholarship offers, wow,
0: well, that's crazy, yeah, because for someone that you know you know you said a pretty good season, but it sounds like an amazing season for averaging twenty five points per game, and being able to score like twenty five points per i mean being able to score fifty in a game, it's also crazy too, like that like you said that's that's nuts i don't I can't believe that a lot of coaches did not approach you or you didn't get even more offers than that came in, so was that local community college Marion military? Yeah. So, um,
1: the the local college was actually um, Chattahoochee Valley Community College. It's um where I live at is col- where um, I grew up at is Columbus, Georgia. So it's okay. right on the border of Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. So what happened was basically um, I ended up choosing the local school, but they didn't offer me a scholarship. They offered me uh a preferred walk-on position. So I went to the school and more bad luck for me, uh I went through the whole preseason and then we get ready to start like the preseason scrimmages and stuff and come to find out, the coach tells me, Oh, I'm sorry, we got too many players on the roster. So um I'm gonna need you to just like stick around, practice with us, be a manager until the second semester when uh if like some roster spots opens up then he could add me to the roster
0: wow so how how that's crazy so how frustrating is that feeling and like what are you feeling at that moment like are you just pissed or are you like frustrated as hell
1: yeah for me i was i was highly frustrated at that point because like you said i I put in all this work, like I'm coming to practices. I didn't stay on campus, so I'm driving 30 minutes every day to the school to go to practice. We're having um, practices, 5 a.m. in the morning, going to the weight room, and then coming back later on for practices after classes at like 3 o'clock. So I'm driving back and forth, and I'm at every single practice. I'm never late, and come to find out. You know, you say you have too many players on the roster, and it kind of just hurt me because I felt like that that situation should just never happen. You should know, you know how many players you have on the roster. So it was just a very unfortunate situation for me.
0: Yeah, that sounds like And that's unfortunate. You know, that's, like you said, I feel like you should know, like, in the beginning of the season how many players you have coming onto the team and not just be like, oh, well, you know, before the season starts that we have too many players and you— can't play and especially after all the all the work that you have put in and all the hard work and getting up early and getting there and you live a half hour away so I can only imagine probably getting up at like 4 4 o'clock in the morning yeah yeah that's that's tough man but you know how did you end up at Marion military
1: what was what was the process of deciding to go there so after after that situation happened I just I told the coach, you know, no hard feelings, but, you know, I'm going to try to try my luck somewhere else next year. I didn't want to lose the year to only play one semester. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up leaving the team. I finished out um, my school, my classes and stuff at that school, but uh, I just started training on my own. And this uh, guy, Corey Black, this coach that I know from my city, he uh actually helped me out. He was holding, he was hosting uh events for high school kids or just kids that are unsigned to get looked at by different colleges. So like every level, Division One, Division Two, JUCO, It was just like showcase events for kids to get seen, mm-hmm. and uh, he invited me to a few of them. Uh, and there was one in particular where I. Uh, finally got seen by Marion military, which was a real coincidence. Once again, come to find out the coach. So the coach at Marion that recruited me just so happened to stay for the last game because one of his players that was playing at Marion at the time was on my team at the showcase. Oh. uh... It was the last game of the day. It was probably 5 or 6 o'clock. Most of the coaches, they're going home now because they got to get on the road. They come in from out of state, that sort of thing. But he's just watching to, you know, to support his guy and, and see how he does. So I go out there, and I think I maybe missed one shot. I may have scored, like, 25 points in, like, a span of, like, 10 minutes. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then he he talked to me after the game. Uh he told me he really liked me, but he had to uh talk to his head coach and then um he went back talked to his head coach. They uh offered to have me come to a workout that they was having in Georgia at a uh, um at a high school, so I ended up going to that workout which was a whole nother story behind that in itself, but I had went I actually ended up going to the workout and the head coach liked me and
0: that's when I got my offer. That's that's awesome. What's the story behind that?
1: What what's the story? You can tell you can go ahead and say it unless it's you don't wanna tell it. Um I uh, will share it with you. So basically, uh at this time When I stopped uh, practicing and stuff, I had to get a job, help pay for school, that sort of thing. So, I'm working at Sam's Club, uh, like, going to school, going to work, still finding time to, like, work out in the gym and stuff. And then I actually had to leave work early just to get my cousin to take me to the workout. So, it was... It was a, it was just a funny situation because like the my, my job didn't understand like what was going on at the time, but I ended up telling them like afterward. But I had to, I had to actually leave work, and I actually got into trouble for that. Leave <laughs> work to go to the workout. Oh uh, man, that, that, well hey, it's all worked. It all worked out. It was all
0: worth <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh man! So you end up at Mary Military. Now, explain your time at mil- Mary Military because you had one hell of two seasons there. You almost were a thousand point scorer. I think you had like close to eight hundred. You had eight hundred like thirteen or eight hundred fifteen points. Like, what was that like? And like, how much hard work did that like you put into it?
1: And like, how did you just explode onto the scene? Um. Uh... I think for, for me, it was just, I'm not sure, really. Like, I think it was just a matter of perseverance. I feel like most people have the talent to do what I did, but the main thing is a lot of people give up before they actually explode onto the scene, before they get their their big shot or they have their big break. So it's just, honestly, it was a circumstance of of. Me working hard and being ready for the moment and me just being lucky, being lucky enough to play for that coach and that team and and get that moment presented to me.
0: That's that's great. And it worked out well for you because you you obviously you played really hard. You you did good things for Mary military. I mean, you almost are a thousand point scorer. And then you end up in Division One at Radford, but like how many, how did you decide on Radford and how many more
1: uh colleges have reached out to you? Um when I when I was getting recruited at Marion, it wasn't actually a lot of division ones recruiting me. So um I had a, a couple of schools talk to my coach that was like further up north, like New York sort of places and I, I told him like no that's a little bit too cold for me so like he would tell like places that I didn't want to go he would just tell them like there's no need to try to recruit me because I wasn't going to go that far yeah but, um, I had a, a you lot of what was that
0: did you ever get recruited by Rhode Island
1: no not Rhode Island all
0: right I have been
1: Rhode Island so that's just curious. <laughs> Yeah, I had a a lot of Division 2s actually recruit me too and um I actually considered going to a Division 2 school but when I went on my uh visit to Rapper, it just felt right. Um I ended up going on a visit to Rapper with who eventually became my roommate Randy Phillips. Uh he played at a JUCO in Mississippi and we just gelled on the on the visit together, the guys, everybody made us feel like family. The the coaches, they was real with us. And you could just tell, like, everything that we seen was real. When you get recruited by a lot of coaches, they'll tell you, like, they'll basically tell you what you want to hear and, you know, just try to, like, butter you up and make everything seem all cool. But my coaches, they – they sat me down and they told me the truth. They told me what other guys they were recruiting that they were even looking to get signed before they would sign me. So that showed me, like, how honest they were being with me. And it made a big difference, honestly. That's that's great. I mean, that is
0: nice because it sounds like a lot of, from stories I've heard, too, that it sounds like some, re- like, recruiting with coaches. It sounds like almost like they're trying. You know, sounds like a salesman job. They're trying to sell you to come to their school and stuff. But like, it's nice to be told the truth and like who's ahead of you and stuff. So that's that's good. At least so that, that's great that it felt r- great right away. So you were able to decide to go there. Um, did you come in and start right away? Um,
1: actually, no, I didn't. So um, I actually my mindset going into it was I'm thinking that I'm gonna start. Because I'm a JUCO guy coming in. I only got two years left. Typically upperclassmen start going, you know, into any college. But um I had a position change. So I was I was playing the two guard pretty much up until that point. And then when I got to Rapper, he told me that was a chance that I'd be playing the point guard. And um that's where that's where we pretty much lacked at. When I I first got to rappers, so um, it was just a a difficult transition to where I had to get used to running the team and being a point guard and things like. What's
0: that. What's that like from switching to point guard and like you know now you're the leader of the team and you're the quarterback of the team?
1: Um, it was it was different, very different. Like a lot of people, a lot of people like to say they a point guard or like to be the primary ball handler, but it's a lot of other responsibilities that come with being a point guard and being basically the head of the snake. So um, I wasn't a very vocal person, you know, going on into that situation, and that was one of the hardest transitions for me was being vocal with my teammates and, you know, Basically stepping up and being a leader, not just by example, but I got to actually talk to guys, hold them accountable, and make sure everybody's doing the right thing. So that was probably the hardest thing for me. But it's definitely – it's a big difference from being the point guard and the leader of the team to playing those other positions for
0: sure. Yeah, you have to be like the, uh, the coach. Like you're almost like a coach on the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the best the best way to describe it. <laughs> uh, you know, so how was your how did your first season go, like playing at Ratford and like what you know, is there a favorite moment you had from that first season?
1: Um my favorite moment was definitely the the our first game. Our first game was against uh Wake Forest and you know, obviously that was a a huge moment for me because that was my first time um, on a Division One floor. Uh, we was playing on TV, uh, ACC school, so it was you know it was a big moment. Uh, actually, John Collins, the forward for the Hawks, was actually a part of that team. So I was playing against a a future NBA player as well. So it was that was definitely my favorite moment from my first year at rapper.
0: That's 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 awesome. That that's got to be really cool, especially to step on a big court, um, you know, like a Wake Forest and yeah. playing an ACC team, as, especially in your first game.
1: Yeah, it was definitely definitely a, a culture shock for me as well too. Do you like? Was there a big crowd? Was the atmosphere a lot? Yeah, the atmosphere was was pretty crazy. Um, it was a lot of fans in the gym. Uh, the just to to play in a a big arena on television like that is it's a different feeling. Like it, it gets your adrenaline going for sure.
0: Yeah, that I must that must be that must be really crazy. Especially you're going into your first Division One game too, and you're playing on TV. <laughs> and I can only imagine what were you like? Was your adrenaline running really high?
1: Yeah, honestly, I was I was very nervous going into that game because. You know, obviously, you want to play well. You on on TV. You got your family at home watching, all your friends, and then on top of that, this is your first chance to actually prove yourself in the game. So, as the new guy, you you definitely want to show what you can do.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I can imagine. I'd be afraid. I'd be I'd be shaken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in your second season, you guys have a, a great run. Um, you know explain how you guys like you know at the end of the season you guys win the big south but like how did you guys like explain how you guys gelled going into the second season and like going on a seven game winning streak to win the big
1: south um honestly i'm not i think it was just a matter of matter of us just standing i don't know honestly like we always We always knew we had a good team, and that first year I got to Rafford, we always said that we was going to win the championship one of those two years while we was there. So, like, I I think the fact that we just believed it was the main thing, and then we added a couple pieces going into that second year that definitely put us over the top as far as uh, being a championship team. How how crazy is that feeling to like hold a trophy
0: at the end of it? Like, you know, the win the big South and like at the end end of like the game. Like how much of like, a feel how much of a great feeling is that?
1: Oh man, it's I don't even know if I could really describe it in words. It's just it was a great feeling. On top of that, I think we had maybe one of the most exciting games of the year. Or the most one of the most exciting finishes of the year. With our uh, guard, Carlique Jones, hitting that three-pointer at the end. And I remember seeing that on TV for, like, the next two weeks. Every time I turned the sports center on, it was on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's me. It's just, like, a great feeling, especially to experience that, especially when you're sitting there in the game and you see your your teammate launch that shot to make it the win.
1: Yeah, I had – I've been a part of – Games where people hit game winners, I've hit a few myself in my career, but I've never felt like an atmosphere like that when he hit that game winner. It was crazy.
0: (laughs) That must have been an amazing feeling. Uh, So it's great. Like, you know, you're a kid that, I I should say a man, but like you're a guy that (laughs) is Sorry, uh, you're a man that, you know, you a lot of people where you end up, we don't think we're going to end up. And now you're holding a big South championship and you're on your way to the NCAA tournament. Um, and what's it like when you go into that first NCAA tournament against L.I.U.
1: Uh, It was it was uh, it was a pretty good feeling at that point. We were pretty confident going into that game Uh we just felt like as long as we took care of our business business and played the way that we play, that we would come out with the win. Um we really had nothing to lose at that point. Uh we was you know, we was making history. We was just trying to keep it going at that point. So like everything everything from then on was extra for us. We felt like like our goal honestly was to capture the Big South Championship. And then after that, everything was just icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I can imagine. You know, like, I can imagine that. And then you go in against
1: Nova. And what's it like playing against a Villanova? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, obviously, they was, a, they was a great team that year. They ended up winning the um, National Championship. And, uh, I mean... We played hard, but they had five guys go to the NBA from that team that year. So, um, I mean, we did what we could do, but they were just – that was a team that just jailed at the right time. Uh, Devin obviously had a, a great postseason run. He was going crazy pretty much the whole tournament, so – it was a great experience to get out there and, and play with those guys and and definitely you could tell the difference of the levels as far as college basketball goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they had they had just had a, a solid good team of like you said five guys going to the NBA. Um, you know. So that's 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 that was a tough that's a tough team to play against. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a tough draw no matter what. Um so then now your senior season's finished, so you're done, like basketball's done. What's, so what runs through your mind? Are you thinking you're going to try to go to NBA, or
1: are you thinking about going to Europe? What What was going through your head? Um, for me, honestly, growing up as a kid, my dream was always first to, to play in Europe just because I wanted to travel the world and see the world, um, my father was in the army growing up, so I had been overseas before. I lived in Germany as a kid for a little while. So it was kind of my dream to get back to Europe and then as I got older, I started, you know, I started thinking about pursuing the the NBA, but um I knew I was realistic with myself and I knew in my position I had to take it one step at a time and for me, everybody's path is different. For me, my stats weren't that great. Even though I started every game when I was uh, my senior year at Rapper, my stats weren't that great. So I knew for me, my route would have to be to go overseas and eventually try to come back over to the States. And
0: where did you and where did you get your first playing? Out? Was it in Kosovo was your first playing opportunity as well?
1: Yeah, so um, last year, my first, Opportunity was actually here in Kosovo where I'm at now, but it was for a different team. And what was that?
0: What's that experience like when you first play overseas and do you have your first professional experience?
1: Um it was definitely different. Uh the rules are different over here, obviously. So um I had to get adjusted to that. The the play is a lot more physical. It's just a, a different style of play that I had to get adjusted to. But uh it was a great experience. Uh it took me a while to to kinda to get back into a mode where I I had to carry a, a certain amount of load for a team because obviously in college I had great teammates around me. No disrespect to my teammates over here overseas, but my teammates in college carry more of the load for me, whereas I was just a facilitator, run the offense, play defense, and you know obviously me coming over here they're expecting me to do a lot more than that. so um I kind of had a slow start to the season last year, but it picked up throughout the season as I got back into a form where I felt like I was confident enough to carry a, a bigger load.
0: Nice, yeah, I mean I'm sure it's got to be interesting to like switch that mentality. To be like, okay, now I have to be, like, you know, have that, like, I got to do a lot of the scoring now and help, like, you know, carry the team. Yeah. So now, now you're on, now you're still in Kosovo. You're on BC Rekovic right? I said that right? (laughs) Rob Rob, Vecchi. Rob Vecchi. Jeez, sorry. (laughs) There's a reason why I'm not an English major. I'm an accountant. (laughs) But, uh, you know, how... What's what do you guys like? What are you guys looking to like do this year? You guys look like you have a great team. You have Javis Howard and you have Justin Gray. Um, you know, you guys are playing in the Euro is it the Euro Cup, correct? Yeah, FIBA Euro Cup. So that's that's got to be really exciting. So, like, what's what's your outlook on the season this year?
1: Um, for us, definitely want to try to make history for the club here. We want to try to qualify for the, the FIBA Euro Cup and continue to to go far in that. Um, We also are playing in the Balkan League, which is basically teams from around the Balkan region where we're at in Europe. We will be traveling to different countries playing those teams. And um, in the domestic league, we want to try to bring home a championship. So those are definitely the goals for the year for us.
0: Nice. Yeah. And I think you guys are gonna be able to I think you guys have look like you guys have a solid team and it looks like you guys might be able to do that.
1: Yeah, we definitely got some good players here. We just uh gotta make sure we gel everybody um come in, work hard every day and you know, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. Where uh now where can I see your first game if I wanna watch it?
1: Um our first game would be streaming live on our team's Facebook page. They would they would be streaming all of the um all of the league games and then the also some of the games would get posted on YouTube afterwards and then the FIBA Euro Cup games will be live streamed on YouTube as well.
0: Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to watch some games. I definitely like you know, I'm a big fan now. A view and uh of Javis. So uh, I'm rooting for you guys hard. I wanna see you guys win and do some work out there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. We definitely definitely gonna try to make this year our best year yet.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It looks uh, you know I gotta I gotta have to buy a jersey. I gotta look online to see if I can
1: get one. Yeah, we actually um we have a store opening up here um it's right across from our gym so like if if you do want a jersey, I can I can make sure I get that done for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll reach
0: out to you. I'll send you my address and I'll I'll Venmo you. All right, that's fine. We can make that happen. Sweet. All right, I got one last question for you before we wrap it up. How good's the food out there? Cause I see you post on your Instagram story of all this food. <laughs> is delicious. So I gotta know.
1: <laughs> uh, it's it's great, man. Um, it's definitely. Uh, different. I'll say that it's different. The seasonings is different. Everything. Obviously in in America, uh, we have we put a lot more preservatives and things like that in our food. And the food here uh, they put less less of those type of things in it and it's usually more healthy, more fresh. So um that's one of the biggest differences. But it's it's definitely good. You just gotta find, you know, what you like and don't be scared to try different things yeah
0: i mean i see i see your pot like I, I don't know if it was you or jay who supposed to the pasta dish i was like that looks so good <laughs> got, wanna...
1: yeah i love pasta so when they uh when they introduced the pasta to me i fell in love with it immediately
0: <laughs> oh that's i can't blame you but you can't go wrong with those those carbs yeah for sure all right, all right, Christian, well, I'll let you go man i thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time I, like awesome story about you man of where where you started and how now I look at you now i'm I'm excited for the season. thank you, man i appreciate it yeah i gotta I gotta do one. I think you and Javis have to come on together. We'll have to maybe recrap a game or how your season's
1: going, yeah, we can definitely do that for sure, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun, yeah man Javis. That's my guy, man. It's crazy how we uh we actually played against each other in college, and they ended up being teammates in in Europe.
0: That 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 is crazy. That's I feel like basketball is just like such a small world in that sense.
1: Yeah, you you meet a lot of guys, and you you end up running to them again down the line eventually. It's like a a big fraternity in some kind of way. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is because I've had guys
0: um reach out to me on linkedin and be like hey that's my that's my guy like you talked to one of my friends or like i heard one of my friends on your podcast so it's always interesting it's funny all the world is like that yeah small world yeah but yeah i definitely i definitely have to have you both on because that'll be a lot of fun i would like to recap some games and just catch up with both of you
1: yeah we can do that for sure definitely looking forward to that
0: yeah, me too, man. I I I can't thank you enough for coming on. You're you're awesome. You're you're really real, and like I really appreciate you.
1: No problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. You know, let me you know tell my story and, and letting the people get to know me a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, you uh, you had a great story, and it's I can't wait to share it with everyone. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, and I will um. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. You have a good day, too. All right. Thanks, man. Thank
0: you. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Christian. Uh, Great interview with Christian Bradford. I'm excited to announce, too, that we'll be doing a dual interview with him and Javis in the near future as well. Um, Both guys play for uh, BC Rob Vici. So it's very exciting to have them both on to talk about their careers and how it's going out there overseas and how well their season's going so far. I'm also excited to announce that Core Vision will be going three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Uh, we're now on Spotify as well, and we're on iTunes. We've been very, very busy, and by we, I mean me, Jeff, your host. Um, it's been absolutely crazy. With um, been having people reach out for interviews, and guide, been I've been asking guys to come on. So I'm excited to announce that I will be... Releasing three episodes a week now um, to keep up with all the interviews and to not fall behind. I did fall behind a little bit um, because I had a family emergency and some things that come up, but we're getting back on track, getting back to where we need to be. Um, but I am very excited to announce that we'll be going three days a week. Um, and so it'll be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays again, um, just for those who didn't hear the first time. And it, on Wednesday... This On Wednesday's episode, we have Tyler Deal. Awesome interview with Tyler. Uh, great story to hear from Tyler as well. Um, so I'm excited to announce that. And on Friday, it will be Sean Bell Bees. So I hope you guys are listening in and get excited because Corp Vision is coming your way three days a week on bigger platforms. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. I will see you Wednesday. Ha ha ha!